0: Sarah F. Costa is a poet who's captured the hearts of readers all around the world with her remarkable work, from winning the Gloria de Santana International Literary Prize to translating contemporary Chinese poetry, Sarah's talent know No Bounds. And we're excited to talk to her about her latest work, River Being Bodily God, which is now available in English with River Red. So, good morning, Sarah. How are you today?
1: Good morning, Toby. Thank you so much for having me here, I am doing great and uh, yeah, I'm happy to have this opportunity to just talk about my work to English speakers or in this case, English readers
0: Uh, (laughs) So what was the inspiration behind your latest work, River Being Bodily God?
1: So as you can see from both the cover and the title, it is about conceiving it is about my experience when I was pregnant, I was actually pregnant when I was in China in 2019 and uh, I had all of these feelings and thoughts I was writing a lot by the time. and somehow when when a woman is pregnant, like she's more creative, yeah uh, because she's already creating something and producing something. So yeah, yeah this came with that. But yeah, I had other poetry collections published before. It's just that they were not translated into English. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they were they were only in in my native language in portuguese and uh, only in portuguese so uh, i know that i read recently someone uh, writing about the fact that river being bodily god was my uh, debut um english uh, collection well uh, it was it is my english co- collection as english collection it is a debut but um yeah. as a poetry collection it is not because it's my sixth poetry collection
0: wow and that's quite a deep analogy saying that you're already creating something when you're pregnant. Why do you think it is that women seem to be more creative during pregnancy? Is it some kind of hormonal thing, some nature thing, or is it like some kind of accidental thing?
1: It is pretty mystical if you think about it, but at the same time, it is also very natural, right? Because yeah. you are conceiving something. So uh, creativity, I mean, I wrote the, this this book, not all of the book, not the entire book, uh, but I, I wrote... Uh, Partially, this book while I was pregnant, yeah. and then uh, I wrote the other part um, after that. After after I had the baby, but uh, I think that yeah, it's pretty natural as well. Uh, you get very thoughtful about um, what is happening to yourself. Even though we heard that it's the most natural thing in the world, but at the same time, it feels so surreal. It feels so unreal to have just you know another creature inside of you developing and yeah yeah, so it is a very contemplative space i think
0: you of course do a lot of chinese poetry and you mentioned that you were pregnant in china so what was it that drew you to Chinese poetry?
1: Yeah, so I started writing before I learned Mandarin. Uh, so I went to university, I decided to to learn Japanese and Mandarin because mostly because I wanted to travel, actually, that's that was my thought behind it. Yeah. If I had to decide to do something today, I would be like, okay, I so should go to some engineer or computer science, you know, because that's what gets a job. But at the time, I just wanted to travel the world, and this was an opportunity. So I went to university, learned Mandarin and learned Japanese Uh, and at some point yes I had some contact with with first with Japanese literature that is something that I, I love and I started a blog by that time uh, about Japanese literature. But then I realized that, yeah, much of the, the Japanese literature that we know, and it's more famous, like uh, haiku from uh, Basho or something. Oh, yeah. It, it comes from, from also from the golden age of uh, Chinese literature the, during the, the Tang and Song dynasties. Uh so, uh, yeah, I, I started to get interested in this kind of poetry, the classical Chinese poetry, uh, because of its relation with uh, so much of the, so many of the characteristics that actually have in uh, we have in Western literature, for instance, in symbolism or decadentism or where well, we have the French poets um, like Malarmé Verlaine. There's a lot of natural elements with uh, human elements and there is a lot of of symbolism that comes from there, which is amazing because the time period is so different. Uh, But yeah, so I I really got interested in Chinese poetry too. Although uh, what what you're referring to, I think it's my translation of contemporary Chinese poets into Portuguese. This is uh, different uh, because I realized that uh, it is easier to find Uh, Chinese classical poetry translated, but it's not so easy to find contemporary artists translated and because I had a contact with so many of them when I was living in Beijing, uh, then I decided to do just that, to work on on the Chinese contemporary poetry and translate it into Portuguese.
0: Is it hard to learn Mandarin? Because as an English speaking person, most European languages like French or Spanish, you can look at a word and approximate what you think it means, whereas Chinese that's kind of impossible because it's a completely different structure
1: yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chinese is not phonetic so it means that you look at the Chinese character and you will not realize how to say it like you will not guess the sound of it you need to to learn what it means how to write it and then how to read it and that's why you can have like a Chinese character that can be read in very different uh, ways in many different ways like you have you in the north you would say in a way in the south you would say in a different way because yeah. of the different dialects also in japan you can have the same character because actually chinese uh, japanese characters came from china so especially kanji so they are exactly the same they are classical chinese uh characters so yeah you can read them in a different way but the meaning is kind of the same uh, which is interesting but yeah it's not like learning an alphabet and that's it no you have to learn every single word that's why it gets more, you know... Uh, it's it's a, it's more a hard-working job. You need to really focus and practice a lot.
0: Yeah. Now, I'm going to try and pronounce this word. Your book, Transfiguració da Form, <laughs> won the Gloria de Santana International Literary Prize for the best work of poetry published in Portuguese-speaking countries in 2018. How did you feel when you won the award? And how has it impacted your career as a poet?
1: Yeah, actually, I was living in Beijing by the time, uh, because I knew about this uh, literary prize when I was in Beijing in 2019 and I couldn't even attend the ceremony. I remember that it was inside of a church, which is a bit strange because yeah. this, this book is very satirical about religion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, then they projected my image and I just hoped like, okay, can you please project my image like where, where the cross of, of Jesus Christ is? Just because, you know, it would be awesome uh, to have my, my image projected in the church.
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Yeah. Uh, during the ceremony. No, but it was it was a good. It was a good impact. Actually, just being a Portuguese poet living in China was kind of good for uh my recognition, let's say it like that. But uh, winning this award was was quite amazing, and um, yeah, very very happy to to have achieved that.
0: And you've attended quite a lot of literary festivals, haven't you?
1: Yes, yes.
0: So, what have been some of your favorites?
1: <laughs> I I like the ones in in India because mm. uh, the first one I, I I went in India was in Kolkata and oh. uh, Kolkata. Well um that's where i met uh, some of the people that then made this book possible in english because it was actually published in india so this is an interesting story like a portuguese writer going to china and then getting her first english uh, poetry book translated in in india and published there um it is it is quite amazing i i like it because it gives me this international setup Um, and makes me feel like the citizen of of the world. India festivals were great, both share poetry evenings and most recently the Bangalore Literary Festival uh, from Asian Pacific Writers and Translators, which is an organisation that I also belong to. And uh, yeah, uh, I I like them a lot just because they are a bit different.
0: Travelling to all these different countries and living in some of them, do you find that's influenced your style? You've maybe absorbed parts of their different poetry cultures.
1: That's interesting, because uh, I have been reading some of the analysts of the Portuguese contemporary poetry in Portugal, and they actually realized that, no, not much. <laughs> <laughs> but this has been like this since since ever, since forever. Like I am uh, doing this PhD uh, thesis about one Portuguese author that went to Macau and stayed there and wrote from there, and still he had the impacts from, like, uh, Influences mostly from the French poets during the the yeah. 19th century, uh, but the thing is that um, the language itself, of course, it comes from a tradition that is very native to me, like it needs to be Portuguese tradition in a way. But then, you know, the way or the perspective I have into the, the world and the poetry itself, of course, it is influenced by all uh, these open uh, possibilities that I find also through traveling, of
0: course. And you've also received the competitive grant for literary creation, funded by the Ministry of Portuguese Culture... That must have been exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's when I came back uh, from China. Actually, uh, I was pregnant in China. Then I had to come back to Portugal because I was having my baby. And uh, then I was in Portugal. I had I had written partially the this book, River Being, Bodily God. Uh, but then I won this liter this uh, grant, and I keep on I kept on writing. And uh, then the 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 final product was a, a longer book. Wow! Uh, because it includes my life. During pandemic, with a baby and stuff like that, so yeah. <laughs> it became more interesting because of the the fact that were occurring in the world, and that changed a lot my life as well. So uh, this this grant was uh, it came in a very interesting time, and, and it was a great timing to to write. Yes, definitely, I was very happy about yeah. that.
0: <laughs> and what did you use the grant for? Because one could argue that there's publishing costs and whatever, but for poetry. You don't really need to spend much. You're just set and write.
1: But it is for that, you know, It, it it's practically just buys you time. And time is very important, you know, uh, especially in the culture that, uh, you know, we are always hurrying up uh, to do things and doing so many things. Uh, and We always have no time to do all that we want. Yeah. So, of course, having 12 months just to focus on writing poetry, uh, that's important. And uh, I hope that there's more kind of initiatives like this uh, around the world because we can't just uh, you know read the news. We also have to reflect about them as uh, William Carlos Williams said uh, yeah. once. And uh, yeah, this is something that needs to be done for sure. Some investment also in, in artists, in the creation, in Literature and poetry. This is important. This is important for someone who wants really to develop something in a literary world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's important that stuff like this exists. Do you think that generally art is appreciated by governments and just people in general?
1: No, no. Usually, no. <laughs> I mean, not no, But uh, at least for the first per- first part of uh, the government. It's it's usually like uh, well it's kind of a favor, right? And also looks good. So (laughs) many times, this this kind of uh, uh, grants and everything are are, are sort of propaganda for the government that is in power. By the time I understand that, uh, but uh, still, if we have some politics that um, can recognize the the role that arts play uh, in society, that's always good, no matter what they intended the final result is if the artists can get a little bit of uh, independency and autonomy to write or just to produce their arc, then uh, it, is, it is always uh, good. Now, about the people reading it, uh, that, that's the thing, you know, it's not so market-oriented uh, as many other kinds of production. so for yeah. sure it needs a kind of side help from institutional backgrounds. So, yeah.
0: Well, do you have any other upcoming projects or books or collections that you're working on?
1: Yes. So I just wrote a novel. Uh, It is also about my experience in China. Not about... Not also, because this is not about my experience yeah. in China. It's mostly about my experience as being pregnant and being a monk. Uh, but this one is completely about my my experience in Beijing when I was living there for these past few years and how it felt like so unreal and uh, dystopian in a sense. Um, and uh, also I was reading at the time this amazing uh, Chinese writer, novelist. Her name is Sanxue. Xue and. Oh. She has a unique way of writing and that inspired me so much that I felt like I need to do my own version of this and uh, yeah, wrote a novel for the first time. But I don't know and it's going to be published so I'm just waiting for an opportunity to publish it.
0: In the meantime, where are we able to find River being Bodily God and Red River and basically all your projects that we need to find?
1: (laughs) <laughs> yes, yeah, so you can access this uh, directly in the Red River uh, Press uh, publisher uh, website, but also you can also purchase this on Amazon. Uh, it is available there for um, around the world. Uh, so uh, this is basically for the English version. Those are basically the the sources. Or if you are in India, you can find it in a bookstore, but you need to go to India. <laughs>
0: yeah. Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great having you on.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you for inviting me, and uh, have a good day. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen
0: Oh, so sof sound sound so. The Toby Gribbon Show